Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Thought about going for it just with their pass rushers and, you know, in 20 seconds, I just wanted to make sure, really, I was trying to end the game a couple plays before. Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott on his Zoom media with the Bill or with the Bills media on Monday, talking a little bit. Oh, it was post game, so yeah, it was his immediate thought of kind of what he was thinking about and everything like that. I just was trying to win the game before overtime by what icing the kicker like that's literally ever worked. What well, like in Josh, my mindset on, on icing, icing the kicker. I don't know about you in in, in your athletic um, life. If you give me more time to think about something, I'm going to calm myself down. Right. I'm not somebody and – and, and I don't want to say everyone's like me. I, I don't want to say that at all. But if you gave me more time to think about something, I'm going to relax, calm myself down. I'm not going to overthink it. And then you add in the fact that they're professional athletes Honest, who have done this for years. Honestly, I overthink a lot, so – it probably would work on me. It, yeah, it would work on you. <laughs> like, but like you see, you see professional athletes. Jake Elliott's a guy who owns like the longest kick ever for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Carson Wentz gave him his game check back in like 2017 because he won a game for them against Washington. Well, and he's their most clutch kicker ever. You think really like calling a timeout in a Week 13 game before he has to tie a game is going to make him go like, oh, right? Like oh, this what guy am I supposed to do? This guy's played in Super Bowls. It's insanity had, to me. And, like. And and even on the broadcast, uh, Nance and Romo were saying like this guy has nerves of steel, and like he's known around the league for having nerves of steel and not being affected by things like this. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, it's basic stuff. Like, and honestly, you gave them an advantage because they were rushing onto the field. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get a kickoff before time expired. Just sit and watch. Yeah, like, just let it play out. It's almost and like, if, and if they make it, cool. I've got two timeouts. Yeah, I have. Let's go drive down the field. And what did the what? Did, okay, I don't want to go back to it again. But what did the Chiefs do with two timeouts in 13 seconds? They beat you. That should always well, linger in your mind. Well, they tied it, and then they beat. You. But they're all, they ultimately <laughs> beat you. Yeah, that should always linger in your mind. Always should, mm-hmm. because that is your legacy at this current moment. Yeah, and it's just it's and you did this last year against Detroit. You had two timeouts. Oh, but it was Detroit though. They're Who cares? You weren't even in. No, you, no, no, you, no, 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 You no. weren't even in a must-win situation. You were, I think, eight and three at the time, or something like that. Like you just wanted another win. Just it. It was continue. Keep the season going. Mm-hmm. We're winning. We're in the. We're in the fight for the one seed. Keep it going. Yeah. This you're in like a kind of. You got to start putting together wins, and they just don't. All right, let's go back to the phones. And who's been waiting the longest? Let's go to George in Rochester. George, how are we doing this morning? Good. Good morning, gentlemen. I love your show. I listen every day. 
And after the game, I had to ice my hand there because I punched the wall. Nice, but nice. Well, it's, it's good. Said, it's good to ice your hand afterwards. Yeah. Uh, you were asking earlier about uh, Brandon Bean being responsible, how much. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's really that responsible for the losses that they have because he brings in good players. I don't recall anybody complaining when he brought in Von Miller and Steph Diggs. But it's, just not, it's not his fault if players get hurt and they're not on the field. He did bring them into the team. He did sign them to the roster. Yeah, George, I would, I would absolutely agree with that, yeah. So, and as far as Sean, Sean McDermott, uh, he took a sinking ship. He plugged the holes and got the boat afloat again. But I think we've seen the best he can do for this team. It, it seems to me he doesn't know how to step on the throat of a team when they got him down. He doesn't have a killer instinct. And I'll take your response off the air. Thanks. George, thanks for the call. I I, I think that's 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 kind of how I've been feeling about it. Just taking the McDermott point right away, that's how I've been feeling about it. I'm putting it in different words than George, but my thing is you go to win, not right. scared or not scared to lose. George is saying just put your put you know the foot down on the throat of a team when you got them. And and, and people it. have been bringing that up though for years of this team. You know when they get a lead, they you know they take their foot off the gas, they pull back, teams claw their way back into it, and that's that has some credence to it. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing is like I, I do want this team, especially when they have a unicorn a quarterback, to put teams away. You know, looking back at that twenty twenty season, I, I think the pinnacle of that offense in terms of like just regular season, not like, oh, they got hot at the right time and like, oh my gosh, look at them twenty twenty one playoffs. The pinnacle to that twenty twenty season was the Denver Broncos game. And the joke Allen had to one of the officials of how many times do we have to score? Yep. That to me I is, is, about is that, yeah. always what I think of when people say like how good this offense is or was, whatever, whatever, how you want to say it. That to me was the pinnacle when they got like a touchdown called back like three different times and they kept scoring. And it just it feels like they haven't really been that team. I'd even say since 2020, because 2021, for as much as we all kind of loved and hated the end of the season, mm. they were kind of in the same spot they're in now. Their only problem was. They hadn't hurt themselves as much in the AFC. They were running away with the division, or at least it looked like they had a potential to run away with the division. Miami hadn't ascended to what they are. New England was still on the downturn, and the Jets have always and will always be the Jets. But you don't have that luxury now. Miami has figured it out. They have a Wunderkind at or at head coach with Mike McDaniel, who, say what you will about his fashion choices, uh, he's a great offensive mind. He's funny. And I like him. I I, I he, hate saying it because he's the, Dolphins, he's the Dolphins head coach. I've grown to dislike the Dolphins quite a lot they were not our rivals when me and you were growing up that was New England I'll never like New England but I like Mike McDaniel I think he's I think yeah he's funny I enjoy listening to most of his press conferences and he plays the game of football the way I want to watch it and so it's just frustrating with where they're at now in terms of on Brandon Bean yeah you, I, you wanted to jump in on yeah this. I, that's where I wanted to jump in because I'm I'm not on the train of blame Brandon Bean like it's not like at the end of the day, he doesn't. He puts the team in the coach's hands. Coach has to figure out how to best put it on the field. You know, it's not his job to field the team. It's not his job to decide who starts, who sits. However, it is his job to decide who that team drafts and who that a team acquires mm-hmm. to start and sit. Yes, the Von Miller signing was great. The Stephon Diggs trade was insane. It was incredible. I will never ever forget that moment when I found out the Bills traded for Stephon Diggs. It it was a turning point. Right, like it, mm-hmm. it was, it was influential to where they are now. 
It was coming off of a rough loss to Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke Williams had double-digit targets. You know, yeah. John Brown, who I think a lot of us were hoping was a one, clearly was not. And he reacted. And to be fair, look at the Von Miller signing. Right, that that's was him, a reaction? That was him reacting to the Kansas City loss. Now, now w- w- with Von Miller, I will say this because as, as much as the caller did want to say, like, you no, know, no one was mad about it at the time, he's absolutely right. I've taken enough calls and have listened to enough people who are not happy about that contract. Yeah, The that, problem is when you did that, I think we all knew at the time, that was you making a move. That might hurt you down the line because mm-hmm. he was older, but he was still productive. Oh, no. It was it was a move that's always going to hurt you down the line because, yep. of the, because of the longevity of the contract and because of how much it is. It was a bad contract even from the start. Yeah, you're going to get Hall of Famer Von Miller. You're going to get those 12 and a half sacks or, or whatever it is, but... If it only lasts you, one to two years, you're hurting. Right. You you have a small window, a very small window with him. Not with the team itself, but just with him. But to go back to Brandon Bean and everything, look at his last couple drafts. The drafts have been in, in, impeccable. Sure. Well, I, I, no one no one expected Terrell Bernard to basically no. be a Pro Bowl linebacker's first year starting. No. And, and yes, Kyrie Elam has been shaky. James Cook looked iffy at the beginning. But look at everybody now. Christian Benford, Terrell Bernard, Khalil Shakir, James Cook. They're all factors on this team right now. Khalil Shakir recently as, as a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, he has looked great the past few games. And then look at this year's draft. Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid Everything has advertised. special. Osiris at, at Torrance. Osiris Torrance has been your starting right guard all year. Even Dorian Williams. Sp- spot guy, but ultimately it was you drafted him and Bernard for, the, for one of them, I think. This is just my opinion. To eventually overtake Tremaine Edmonds, right? The that more when, when Edmonds left, one of those guys would be your starting middle linebacker. Yeah, and the more darts at the dartboard with yep positions like that is is important. That's fine. But these last two drafts have been great, and even these last three, Greg Rousseau has been awesome, and Spencer Brown now this year he's working on it. You kind of saw that last year was an aberration of all right. He's not that bad. He has bad moments. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but he's not that where we were all sitting there going right tackle or we riot. Kind right. of deal. Yeah. I mean, it's not nearly that bad. Um, you know, it's it's kind of for the most part been those two. Uh, Demar Hamlin obviously has done great in in the spot moments where he's had to play, mm-hmm. um, but he has obviously been he's a backup safety. That's fine. That's right. no problem at all. He was a six round pick. That's but, fine. But the point the point I'm trying to make is is like it's not like, sure. Maybe Bean could have gone out and gotten more pieces, but the pieces he has gotten have been great. They're like, working. Leonard Floyd, that signing was awesome. The Puna Ford signing, I was excited about it. It hasn't really come to fruition. I'm kind of curious about that one. Yeah, in reality, but, the Leonard Floyd signing was the one that was the huge addition on right. defense. Puna Ford felt more important because of the position he played at D-tackle of being right. that three-tech that could just you know fill up a gap, allow Ed Oliver to, to feast a little bit more, where in, in turn it's actually been Floyd who has just been a sack machine. He yeah. has been unbelievable, and, really, since the word go. And honestly, I kind of thought that was going to be the, the case with – the amount of talent the Bills have on their defensive line, like, you can't guard everybody. It's just like mm-hmm. you can't have everybody on Stephon Diggs. Or you can't have everybody yeah. on – like, it's the same thing on – it's just on the other side of the ball. You can guard Von Miller and Greg Rousseau and then, oh, look, mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd's coming at you. Yeah. Like, it's I, – I think he's done a great job. I don't think any of this is really on him. Maybe you could say, oh, he should have gone out and gotten another wide receiver or, or something like that. Yeah, it, but, it does become like he should have gotten a wide receiver, stuff like that. Or should've, he shouldn't have drafted so much defense. Yeah. I think it's another big criticism. Should, that's should he have way. gone for a, a free agent wide receiver in the offseason? Sure. But, like, who are you going to get? Julio Jones? 
Well, especially like, with where you were at cap wise and, and stuff like that. I, I look, would I have liked them to go get DeAndre Hopkins? Yes, I, I did at the time, and I still do want that because I think Gabe Davis is limited. But now looking at it, they're going to have ten draft picks this year. Uh, with with Tremaine Edmonds, him signing with the Bears, you'll get another one. I think right now they have nine, but you're going to have ten of those draft picks. I would be stunned because I do think Gabe Davis is going to walk. I think someone like Carolina, or Chicago, is going to pay him mind-boggling amount of money to be their wide receiver. You're going to get a wide receiver, I think, in rounds one or two. I, I would really be stunned if they didn't, just for the sheer fact that that will be an absolute need this season once Gabe Davis, I think, inevitably walks just for the money. You know, do what you got to do, man. You were fourth-round pick. You were right. you were making right. pennies on the dollar kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, do what he's got to do. But ultimately, I, I think Bean's put together a really, really strong team for basically his entire tenure here. I think my bigger issue has been coaching and how that team has been utilized on the field. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to... John in Williamsville. John, how are we doing this morning? All right. I just want to say uh, Bob Miller's best thing was to get Leonard Floyd. That was his best play of the year. But anyways, I think he's played great. And I was just wondering if you think this is a bye week or a bye-bye week to the Bills against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. All right, John, thanks for the call. Uh, I, look, I think they can always beat Kansas City. They, 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 they do not fear Arrowhead at all, and, no. and, and they've always played some of their best games in Arrowhead. Kansas City is just a great team. On Von Miller, I feel like everyone is forgetting how great he was until he tore his ACL. Yeah. Uh, look, a, a, am I frustrated by his play? Yes, because he's basically a non-factor on the field. Even now that he's back, he has been really just kind of a guy. He's not really doing anything. But he was spectacular for the first half of last year. He was everything you paid for. And he was getting more out of guys like AJ Epinesa and Greg Rousseau. He was awesome. And then he tore his ACL. Injuries do happen. And when they signed that contract, I don't think they ever really thought, he's going to tear his ACL again. I think we should probably calm down on that. They thought maybe age would just get him or he'd pick yeah. up, you know, nicks and bruises here and there because he was older. I think he, if he didn't tear his ACL, we're sitting here going, like, how great of a, of a deal this was because he's been so good for us. Last year in 12 games played, he had 18 solo tackles. Eight sacks. Yeah. In 12 games. And a forced fumble. He was doing what Leonard Floyd is doing this year. It just frustrated me because you you spend a ton of money on him. Right. But like we were saying theirs, they made that move to win the Super Bowl. Yes. They knew it could hurt them in the long run, and it was always kind of going to hurt them. But they made that move to go win a Super Bowl. I will never complain about a team who's already got the quarterback figured out making moves to go win a Super Bowl. I'll never complain about if it. If that move happens a year earlier, if he never goes to the Rams and just signs the Bills right out of Denver, the Bills win 13 seconds. There, there's an argument for that. I, I, there's I just, an argument I, for that. I truly believe, because look at, the, obviously, you know. Well, it's, remember, it's, the Rams did trade for him midseason. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. No, I'm looking at it now. It, The numbers confuse me. Yeah, but they regardless, did sign in the offseason, but they traded for Regardless, let's him. say, okay, let's say the Rams don't trade for him. Let's say the Bills do, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, in eight games with the Rams that year, he had 23 tackles, 23 solo tackles, mm-hmm. and five sacks. Yeah. that's And, and you, you can't sit there and say that's not something that would have pushed that Bills defense over the edge in the playoffs. I think it absolutely could have. Like look, at, look at what it did for the Rams. The Rams won the Super Bowl. That Rams, that Rams Super Bowl run, by the way, was very weird. They yeah. had to come back in a lot of those games. They were not the best team in almost any of them, and they still figured it out. But, but that's the thing. A is, lot of it is luck too. Yes, and you also but you also you go out and you get Oh, you star make your factor own luck. players. Yeah. You yeah. make your own luck. Don't if you go wrong. out and get players like Von Miller and just say, you know what? Here we go. This is 
we're going to do this mm-hmm. because we can, we have the talent, yep. then that's how you play. That's confidence. That's, that's, I don't know. It's just, it, that's how you should go into every game. I think so. It doesn't matter who you're playing. I you think should so. go in with the mindset to win. And it feels like this team this year hasn't done that. Feels like for many years they have not done that. Yeah. Let's take one more call before we take our next time out. Steve in the Gulf Coast. Steve, good morning, my friend. How are we doing today? Hey, good morning, boys. First time caller. Uh, I'm a golf professional in uh, South Texas, and this is the first day I've ever been able to call where I got rained out of work. You guys are killing it this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, I just wanted to make two points, one about Vaughn and one about McDermott. Um, you know, my whole thing with Vaughn, I still wanted them to go after an offensive player instead of defense, just the way the league um, – you know, all the rules favor mm-hmm. offense. You're just, your money's going to go farther spent there. But, you know, Vaughn's primary job, I think, was really to develop all these drafted uh, defensive players so they could get the most out of them. Besides that Vaughn is great, but, you know, they needed somebody in the trenches with the players just to, you know, to help them break out. And uh, with McDermott, yeah, I just have a hard time getting over that he is just a coach that trades you know, yards for time in key situations where, you know, when, when the moment is there, you know, like uh, you guys were talking about earlier, like he was not having a coach to step on the other team's throat. We just, we just let them move up the field. And it's, it's been that way, you know, since he's been here. And I, I just, I can't see them ever, ever really going all the way unless Josh Allen is able to just score 40 points three games in a row in the playoffs. I just don't. You know, it's always going to come down to the defense having to make a stop, and we're we're going to invite somebody into the red zone, and then we're going to break a tackle. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all I wanted to say. Yep, Steve. Thanks for the call. I that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I think Allen has all the ability in the world to do that. Forty games in in or forty points in three games. I think he has mm-hmm. all the talent in the world to do that. I think he's kind of shown he can. And he's also got the talent around him to do that. He's got Diggs. He's got Davis at times. Davis is last game. He looked great. He looked like. And then the other two, he had basically non-existent. Right. But, but Shakir's really showing out. Kincaid looks to be a guy that in two, three years could be considered one of the best tight ends in football. Also, real quick on Kincaid, mm-hmm. the narrative of, well, what if he can't block? Gone. Get that out of here. Yeah, he's not doing like, bad in he, that realm at all. He looks fine in that realm. Yep. But but the the whole thing with McDermott, with the end of the game stuff, to, to put a, a different look at it, a different spin on it, it's like at the end of a hockey game, you're up by one, the other team pulled their goalie, and you're just sitting in your own zone and not trying to do anything. You're just waiting for time to run out. You're blocking shots. You're eating shots. You're not trying to get a face you're, off. You're, 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 afraid you're just if, waiting. You're afraid that if you make a pass longer than five feet, they'll pick it off and score on you. Yes. You're afraid if you go up the ice, your guys are going to get tired, and they're going to come back and have a two-on-one and, mm-hmm. and score and tie and, the game. And, I and that's, how, that's how he's playing in these end-game situations. And I think the caller's point's perfect, too, is we're just giving up yards. Yeah, it's it's seemingly just give up yards to try to waste time, but you're, it's happening at eight, it it will. Yeah, it feels like you're watching the same movie over and over and over again because it's how they play it every single time. Now sometimes teams look the defense gets paid too and the offense gets paid too and they're humans, so sometimes they make mistakes. Right, you can't. Have but if every you game but if you perfect. allow it to to kind of be as easy as it is, you will lose more than you win. And in these one score games. With a quarterback like Josh Allen, you shouldn't be 17-17 and 17 in one-score games. You just shouldn't. Let's take our next time out. 
Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in for Sal Capaccio and Jody Biasi here on the Extra Point Show. You're listening to WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.